Tonight's special post-Super Bowl edition of the BS Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Finding key players for your team can be challenging. I would say finding key coaches can be challenging too. The poor Niners. Oh my God. We're going to talk about them in a second. Cafe Torres CEO, Dylan Miskowitz, he could relate. He needed to hire a director of coffee, posted his job on ZipRecruiter, found the best person for the role in just a few days. Four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter, get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, introducing the new Microsoft Surface Laptop 3. With its beautiful touchscreen, you'll experience stunning graphics with razor-sharp resolution. Now available with a 13.5 or 15-inch screen. And with the latest processors, there's no project the Surface Laptop can't handle. It's both light and powerful. You can get more done on the go. Visit surface.com slash laptop3 to learn more. That is surface.com slash laptop3. Don't forget to check out the ringer.com where we have the football weekend covered in a variety of ways, not just with uh, pieces, but with videos and podcasts on the Ringer NFL show. Ryan Rosillo's podcast. As well, you can check all of that out. Just go to theringer.com and you'll find everything. And if you like the Book of Basketball 2.0 and the Rewatchables, I have podcasts on both of those feeds coming this week. I think Book of Basketball is going to be Monday night. Rewatchables will be Wednesday night. So look out for those. And now we'll call the cuz first our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, Cousin Sal is on the line for the last time this football season. Fortunately, he had a long drive home from Glendale where he watched the Super Bowl, which allowed me about an hour and 20 minutes to just lick my wounds after one of the tougher gambling losses that I've had in a Super Bowl. Sal, did the Chiefs win this or did the Niners lose this? And if the answer is both, what is your percentage split? Okay. Um, Well, it has to be both. It has to be both because it's no coincidence that now Mahomes is five and zero in games that he's been down double digits. So you got that, but it's also no coincidence that Kyle Shanahan, in his last fourth quarter Super Bowl drives that he's called, yeah, has gone three and fumble, six and punt. I'm stealing this off the internet. I'm sorry for whoever did this. Four and punt, five and punt, three and punt. Seven turnover downs, two an interception. Ooh, so I want to say San Francisco. I'm going to say 60-40 San Francisco right there. Is that fair? Well, you left out the part that in his last two fourth quarter overtimes where he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons against Patriots the other time, outscored 46 to nothing. Yeah. I look at it this way. You know, I had the big bet for plus 375 before the playoffs on San Francisco. It was mm-hmm. 20 to 10. They get a pick. There's 12 minutes left. They have a phenomenal running game that ends up finishing the game running for seven yards a carry. Yep. Like 20, 21 carries for 140 plus yards. I felt like the game was over. And I know Mahomes is on the other sideline and I know they've come back twice, but they have literally the perfect team in the league to run out a game like that up 10 with, mm-hmm. mo- with momentum, with everything you want. 
and the play action was working and they had really figured out a way to, to control the pace. And when you look at those last three drives, it felt like the chiefs were just sending the house and, and like screen passes were there, just all kinds of things. There were false starts on the Niners side. They're not running when they should have won, uh, bad plays. And, I, I don't I never like to use the word choke with sports because these guys are much better than we are, but they really blew it. That is one of and one of the all time we blew it Super Bowl losses, in my opinion. I thought they right. They kept their foot off the gas. And th- first of all, it happened at the begin the end of the first half. I right. don't know what happened with that time management there. Kyle Shanahan did, didn't want to use a timeout. Looked like he was just happy, content to go in the locker room 10-10. Yeah. But then gets a first down, like to the 40 about, right? And then has two timeouts, and then it, the drive fizzles. But who knows? If you start that drive at one, 127 instead of like 37, it's a different story. So, yeah, well, they were con- well, wait, hold that thought, the whole though. time, right? But So it's a key moment for a couple of reasons. One, they don't call timeout before the chiefs punt. So another Mm -hmm. 40 seconds run off by the time they get it, there's a little under a minute left. They're on their own 20. I was watching it thinking they're so afraid of the chiefs. They, they don't even want to leave a scenario where Mahomes might get the ball back with 30 Mm. seconds left or whatever. But at the same time, if you look at the way they played pretty much this entire game, it was really kind of playing not to lose. You know, they had, field goals over and over again. And they had a lot of like third and fives and third and fours and right. where they, you know, they you technically, if you're really going for the jugglers four down territory, at least a couple of times, they were always happy to settle for three. The fourth and two was pretty egregious in the second half, just cause I don't know that I never felt like they tried to grab the game by its throat and you need points to beat this chiefs team. But when you think about the first 48 minutes of that game, it couldn't have gone better for them because they didn't try to grab the game by the throat, but they're still sitting there with the lead up 10 with the ball, with a running game that's gashing the chiefs. And I, I think it's a colossal, we blew it loss. Like even if you go back to the Seattle Pats game where, uh, where the Malcolm Butler pick Seattle was still making plays to win that game. You know, the Pats came down from 10 same way, but Seattle was still like throwing haymakers back. They got that, huge pass on the, on the crazy long ball down the field that set up the Lynch play. And, and, you know, I, I just felt like the Niners really rolled over the last 10 minutes and that's before we get to the defensive side of thing. It was really rough. I, I, I'm kind of in disbelief that they didn't win the Super Bowl. I know you're bummed, but I'm thinking about this from the other way. I think like, I think you'd wake up tomorrow morning, more bummed if Jimmy G drove his team down the field, this guy, you got a second round pick for wasted for and won that game, you would have won money, but all the Jimmy G's better than Brady. What's Brady doing? Brady inserts himself in commercials. This is yeah. pathetic. The Patriots are pathetic. I think we would have heard that would have been the narrative if the 49ers had won. This starts the, you know, either way, I think we we're going to start talk about starting a dynasty. And I feel like we'll get, we'll talk about odds next year's odds in a minute, I'm sure. But Patrick Mahomes is, is is starting that, right? When you, you have a quarterback that just comes back, it doesn't really matter what's going on. T- seems to not get flustered at all. Yeah. Um, that's a scary, scary team. But I want to give the Chiefs a little credit. Their running game. The the biggest uh sucker bet was like the 49ers minus 33 and a half yards. I think it was. It was 36, 33 right in there over the uh Chiefs. It ended up 141 to 129, San Francisco. And that's misleading because Patrick Mahomes 
in one of the worst Super Bowl bad beats I can remember, had 44 yards before he kneeled down. His over-under was 29 and a half. Right. He lost 15 yards Ugh. on three kneel downs, ended up with 29. So they really did have more rushing yards than San Francisco. And you never, ever would have thought that. And that that's why they won the game. That and the third and 15 play, I thought, in the fourth quarter was why they won. I want to go back later to all the things the Niners did wrong. And you're right. We should praise the Chiefs. They had an awesome come from behind victory. They, I think, were, what, the fifth team to win a Super Bowl where at some point in the playoffs they were down 10. I remember seeing that that tweet somewhere. Hold on. Let me find that. Down oh. 10 three times. Scott, Scott Kazmar. He said uh, only four out of 53 Super Bowl winners trailed by 10-plus in the playoffs until tonight. Wow. 1976 Raiders down 11 to New England, the Sugar, Sugar Bear Hamilton game, the first horrible football loss I ever had. Mm-hmm. 2001 Patriots snow game. Some people call it tuck rule game. I call it snow game. 2014 Patriots Seattle. 2016 <laughs> Patriots Atlanta down 19. The Patriots were somehow involved in all four times this happened until yeah, nice. until tonight. So now we're talking five out of 53 where they've trailed by 10 plus and the Chiefs became the fifth team to do it. So there you go, Sal. I, uh, they deserve it. They're the best. I think they're the best, right? Ravens got picked off. Bad job by them. Chiefs are the best team. Well, let's talk about a couple of huge plays. You have... Third and 15. That was it. On the KC 35 with 735 left. And at that point, the Niners felt like it, it seemed like they were controlling the line of scrimmage and their defense was really coming on. And Bosa had a, just an awesome two hour stretch there. Mm-hmm. And they decide to go for it and they send the house and they just miss Mahomes and he chucks it up. And Tyreek Hill finally gets open. It was funny. I was watching the game with Kyle and a couple other people and None of us understood why Mahomes just doesn't chuck it up to his really fast receivers. <laughs> like, yeah, I was wondering why. Yes, because that was the was that the second longest play from scrimmage at that point, or oh, the yeah. longest for them. Yeah, but it's interesting. They, you know, they, there's this whole thing with momentum in football, and and some of the number nerdy people, they're just adamant. There's no such thing as momentum. They don't want to deal with it. Yeah, you and I played sports. Um, and like, like to compete. You I, and I play blackjack and I think there's momentum in blackjack. I just feel like, I feel like momentum's a real thing. I've, of I've, course it is. Yeah. I've personally been involved too many times where something felt like it shifted and right. all of a sudden you're holding on for dear life. In that Chiefs game, it felt like something was shifting. The pace quickened mm-hmm. and it felt like they were finding their mojo. And especially after that Tyreek Hill play. And then they kind of kept their, their, their foot in the throat a little bit and they were able to get eventually the pass interference. But at some point I felt that momentum shifting and I almost felt like Shanahan should have called a timeout, almost yeah, like in basketball to try to cool off a hot shooter. Cause you could feel it. You really could. And once they got it going then it was like, Oh my God. And then it came down to, you know, the Achilles heel of this Niners team. What's going to happen if Jimmy G has to get a drive right. done when it really, I don't think really Shanahan matters. likes to call time. Maybe he doesn't know he has timeouts. Does he think he only has one per half? Yeah, maybe. Um, he could have, right, you're right, he could have called on the second half to slow down the momentum. His defense looked tired, that's for sure. Uh, we talked about the first half, the end of the first half. John Lynch calling a timeout from the booth 
I don't know. Maybe a GM should be allowed to call a timeout. <laughs> right, right, right. Why should a coach be allowed to call it? He has no, he's not on the field either. Extend it to the sky. Who cares? Let it be John Lynch uh, in the booth calling a timeout or a luxury box. But um, yeah, man, I feel bad for Shannon. I really do. Like, I don't know how you go to bed. I don't know how you go into the locker room at half uh, living with yourself. But that that was a really bad play calling, and it just did not come together. Again, now we're going against one of the great quarterbacks we're going to see of our generation. But uh, so if anyone's going to do it to you, it might as well be him. But I thought it was a good game. I thought except for the third quarter, um, I, I think we're trained to be like, ah, when we don't see anything, many Mahomes, we don't think it's a good game. But it was 10-10 at half, which was already more points than we had seen last year's Super Bowl. Third quarter, Mahomes does nothing. So we're back in that lull. And then fourth quarter was dynamite again. So I looked up 48 minutes into the game, right after Mahomes threw his second pick. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G was 17 for 20 for 183 yards and uh, and a pick. So three for 11 and the rest TD. of the way? Yeah. And Mahomes was 18 for 29 for 172 and two picks. Jimmy G, mm-hmm. rest of the way, three for 11, 36. Mahomes was eight for 13 wow. for 114. Yeah. But we were, you and me in house, we were all texting about, uh, who the MVP was. And this was one of those games where when the Niners got the ball back 20 to 10. And at that point I had a whole commercial break to think about whether I wanted to hedge my Niners mm-hmm. bet with you. And I'm just like, this is over. This is, they were put on earth to put the game away in this specific situation. I didn't yeah. want to hedge. Why am I going to hedge? They're right. just going to run for first downs. The game's over. Um, at that specific moment, what do you think the, uh, the money line was? Um, what, what are they down? 10, you say? When it was 2010, Mahomes throws a pick. Niners had the ball back. Were they, were they plus 165, the Chiefs? Yeah, it was something like that. I think the Niners were, uh, two to one favorites. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So, um, well, I feel bad for anyone who didn't hedge there. Uh, I also feel bad for anyone who had San Fran and the under on a teaser. Can you imagine you have San Francisco plus seven and a half and 60? And it's 20 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Um, that's bad. And uh, I don't know. We want, should we talk about other uh, crazy bets today? Uh, Mahomes' first touchdown, 23 to 1. That's nuts. He runs it in after they hand off twice, and he runs the option, actually, to get in there. Um, who's checked? First 49ers touchdown was 20 to 1. Oh, Mahomes' Jesus. MVP, obviously, was even. Um, Chiefs by 11 to 13 was 16 to one. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Gatorade orange eight to one. There's big, big Gatorade controversy. Well, you said there was a lot of action on the purple, a lot of action on the purple, which was six to one, eight days ago. Kobe passes. Everyone goes nuts on purple. Could just as easily be yellow. And, uh, purple ends up even at kickoff and ends up being orange even though uh our friend daniel was yelling that it might have been red oh my gonna, god what, slug him. what were the odds of andy reed being in the exact same situation that he was in against the patriots in the super bowl in february 2005 down 10 with like eight minutes left but this time it actually went as well Oh yeah you're right same thing how about what are the odds of andy reed out game managing three state straight coaches in the playoffs I was going to say Andy Reid might have been might have gone down as the same Andy Reid we know with a bunch of wins and no Super Bowl to his credit except uh he met his match as far as a guy who could you know trade clock management woes with him. Yeah, really I was bad. thinking about um 
there's this, you know, I love horror movies. There's this horror movie called It Follows mm-hmm. where you have sex with somebody and then the, the, the evil beast transfers to the other person. Right. <laughs> and I was wondering if that happened tonight with Andy Reid and Kyle Shannon. They didn't technically have sex, but we don't know that. But they the the coming up short when it really truly matters thing might have been transferred tonight. And now it yeah. might be Kyle Shanahan's burden for the next 30 years. I did look at it though. I was like, you know, that because we, we had to go when you when you do an hour worth of television on on one game for 10 straight days, it, yeah. it becomes tedious. Like by Friday, I was showing graphics for Teams with white uniform, white jerseys are 14 and four against the spread in the last 18. Everyone's going crazy. I was like, well, what do you want me to do? I don't want to show the same thing over and over. I'm trying to hit this from an, another angle. But when we, we talked about a dynasty and sure, it's easy to say, all right, Mahomes is a better quarterback. They're, they're, you know, more set up for a dynasty. But I really thought Jimmy G wins this game, even if he's not better than Mahomes, like, I could see him winning more Super Bowls. They had the second youngest defense. They could plug in any running back, San Francisco. You know, most of it wouldn't go crazy, but he was on like five teams. Um, like I said, their defense is good. Defense is young. Uh, I don't know. You know, it doesn't necessarily, like Lou Williams is going to win more titles with the Clippers than Russell Westbrook is, right? Right. It doesn't have to be the best at every position, but now I'm I'm turned around. I've gone 180 on that. Well, here's the, all the way. here's the crazy thing about this game. Yeah. If he just puts a little more air in that pass to Sanders, they take the lead. Yeah, you're right. With a minute and a half left. The guy was wide open. He had him the whole time and he just chucked it too far. And, you know, if he never. Half the people I was watching that with said he could have, he could have lunged for it, but I think he lost it a little bit. Just put some air in it. Yeah. Um, I want to go over. A couple different points that they screwed up. Let's take a quick break. Let's take a break to talk about Rockstar Games. The evolving worlds of Grand Theft Auto Online and Red Dead Online had a record-breaking holiday season with more players than ever before to celebrate. Rockstar is offering huge bonuses to players in both GTA Online and Red Dead Online starting January 30th. That already happened. Get a cash bonus of up to $2 million GTA dollars by playing once each week before February 12th. Red Dead Online players will receive free gifts of items including the Gunslinger's Cache, Bounty Hunter's Kit, and more. With loads of new gameplay across two thriving living worlds, there's never been a better time to play GTA Online and Red Dead Online. Meanwhile, we wear camouflage when we want to hide ourselves, but what about when we use public Wi-Fi? And if you aren't camouflaging your connection, you may be a target for a cyber criminal. Even if the Wi-Fi is password protected, Personal information you send to receive online, like passwords and financial statements, may be out in the open for someone to see. That's why you need Norton Secure VPN. It's seamless. Install, log in once, let it run in the background. Use it with your PC, Mac, or mobile device. It uses bank-grade encryption to hide what you're doing while connected. Norton Secure VPN blocks companies from tracking your online activity and blocks those annoying ads that seem to follow you around on the internet. Help mask your online activities and location with the no-log VPN. Get Norton Secure VPN. Browse privately. Secure your connections today. Head to Norton.com slash VPN Simmons. Protection starts at $3.33 a month for the first year with annual enrollment. Norton.com slash VPN Simmons. Terms apply. Okay. So we mentioned San Francisco's up 20 to 10. They have the ball. 11 minutes left. They get, they had already gotten a first down. So it's first down on their own 38. They run most for a yard. 
Then incomplete to Kittle, false start. All of a sudden, it's like third and 14. Mm -hmm. Jimmy G scrambles for three yards. Nobody's open. They have to punt. Casey gets it back. All of a sudden. That's when he got the hit. It was close to being out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Terrell Suggs. Yeah. It's, yeah. He, it's, he came back again. Casey gets the ball. All of a sudden, it starts to flip. The Tyreek play. Mm-hmm. Pass interference on Kelsey. Just turn around. Hey, guys. Hey, defenders. Listen out right. there. Just turn around. Just peek your head 90 degrees to the left, and that's not a pass interference. Yeah, that was a rough pass interference early, too. But Well, that, that pass interference, the offensive one on Kittle, I thought. Yep. I mean, it seems like only Gronk in my life has ever been called on that. So welcome to the club, George Kittle. You put well, a finger on somebody. It, it, and it didn't move the the D back. Nah, whereas the one, you know, I mean with the uh with the Saints did play to end the game against the Vikings. You know, I don't know. Gotta gotta call one, gotta call the other. So KC scores. Now it's twenty seventeen, just a little bit over six minutes left. San Francisco gets another terrible kickoff. Every kickoff was like between the fifteen and the twenty yard line for them. Could not understand it. Yeah. Couldn't figure out why they unlock, couldn't unlock that. Mostert runs for five yards on first down, second and five. Second play is to Kittle, gets batted down. Now it's third and five. Here's an idea. Keep running Mostert. Mm-hmm. Or make believe you're going to run Mostert and do play action. Right. But, th- but don't just do a conventional pass. That was stupid. Then uh, incomplete to Bourne, who's, who's like blanketed by guys on third down. And Kittle is wide open. I don't know why Kittle is my guy on third and five, especially when he's wide open. That's when I really like him, when George Kittle's mm-hmm. wide open. So they have to punt. Casey comes down. They score again. Now it's 24 to 20, 239 left. They get the ball. Most are, so they, they coming out of a timeout, maybe have two plays ready. You say get get two good ones in before the two well, minute but the warning. first one was good, right? Yeah, first one's great. Most are runs for 17 yards. And then they huddle up. And by the time they get to the line, there's like just over two minutes left and they end up getting a false start. Mm -hmm. So that was stupid. Comes back on the other side. They get a first down. They're on their own 49 with 149 left. Um, Nothing happens on the first two plays. He overthrows Sanders on the, uh, which would have been maybe the game winning TD. Then on fourth down, it's a delay of game. And the back judge is trying. Did you see the replay? He's trying to blow his whistle and fucks it up and doesn't blow the whistle. He couldn't get it going. And then that's when Garoppolo was sacked, right? He had premature whistle ejaculation. (laughs) He had it in his mouth. Just and screws it up. And then, uh, and then that's it. But man, if I was a Niners fan, I would be out of my mind. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be out of my mind. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm like, we, we've we we've been on the opposite side of this exact game for 50 years. How did we win this one? Right, exactly. What happened? We're conditioned think, to lose. I don't, I, I know. I, I, I'm right now, so here's how I am. At the end of every year, I'm mad. I'm mad the season's over. I'd love to blame a ref. It's so much easier for me to just blame a ref. And yeah. I'm like, oh, the ref cost me. This season would still be going if not for that ref. I could still be watching football. In my mind, I'm, I'm a lunatic, so it's nice to bet the refs. I can't, I can't, I can't blame the refs. I feel bad for the Niners. I, I had bet them. I feel bad for them. And, uh, and I can't begrudge the Chiefs. They're, 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 they're great. They put it all together. And, you know, you brought up last year. I think if D4 doesn't jump off sides, I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I, be, I think they beat the Rams. So I do. I agree. So that's fine. I'll give them the win. They deserve it. They're the best team. 
Well, so what do we make of Andy Reid now? Because even when he was celebrating on the sidelines and stuff, it was this, it was almost like he'd had five shots on the sideline before the end mm-hmm. of the game. He, he was like, whoa, Andy. And <laughs> he, he just kind of lost his mind. I loved it. We've entered this post Andy Reid world where he has a Super Bowl ring, where he is now. Is he one of Are the- they going to be able to give him a ring? They, they got to fit that. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that. He had the best. First of all, I'm in Miami. Not yeah. one story. Terrible stories all week. Kobe set the mood. It was very yeah. sad. But Monday was a waste. And there were no stories leading up. The only thing I liked was Andy Reid was comparing something to sweet and sour pork. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll change my allegiance. I love this guy. I love it. And, you know, he's no longer the winningest coach without a Super Bowl. And we see, like, Cower get in. Bill Cower. Like, he might have gotten in anyway, Andy Reid, without this Super Bowl. But um, this cinches it. Well, it's like the the old John Way, John Elway corollary, right? Mm-hmm. You win that Super Bowl, and then that it just completely changes the narrative for the right. rest of your life. And now he goes down as if you're talking best coaches of the 21st century, right? Just these mm. first 20 years of this century, Belichick's won. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We can't discuss this. Belich- okay, Belichick's won. Belichick's won, and Andy Reid's probably two. Yeah. All that he was missing was the one Super Bowl. And then after that, you can have your Tomlin arguments and, you know, you can do, there's a whole bunch of guys in that. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Carroll's in there. There's a whole bunch of guys on that group. Well, what's weird about it is the Sean McVay's and the Kyle Shanahan's, you're like, all right, this is, they're just going to be a a nudge. They're going to be paying the ass for 10, 12 years, but they can't get it going. Right. Right. And it's, you wonder if there's some James Harden, Houston Rockets kind of thing mm-hmm. going on, these offensive geniuses. But then when you really get in a nut crunching time, mm-hmm. what happens? You know, you still need like the the awesome guy. But it's so funny how this game played out because if you pick San Francisco, you're just like, I think they have a better team. I think the total package, I think their defense will slow Mahomes down. I think there, there, there will be less possessions. I think... When the Chiefs got the ball with like eight minutes left, it was only their seventh possession of the game with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. So everything's going by. So if you bet the the Niners, you're like, this is great. This is exactly what I bet on. And if you bet the Chiefs and you end up winning, which you did, you really just did it because you're like, there's no way they're going to be able to slow Mahomes down for four quarters. He's he's just going to rear his ugly head. I'm just going with Mahomes. He's the best player in the field. Yeah. And that usually doesn't work in the Super Bowl, but it worked today. And it just, but but the difference is, like like you said, what'd you say? Was there, they had eight possessions before seven and a half minutes? No, is that, I think they had had six possessions. They had six. Their seventh possession was when they got the ball with like eight minutes left. Right, because they barely had it in the third quarter, too. Right. And, and yeah, that's it. I mean, that was the game plan. Keep them under 10 possessions. You don't need five stops. You need two stops and you need one or two touchdowns to be field goals. And they, they really, they just couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. I thought they'd score around 24 themselves, San Francisco to make it easy on themselves, but uh, they couldn't get there either. I have a hot take. Kyle, get this ready. Mark this down. This goes right to the ringer social team. I can, I can feel the breakout on Twitter in my bones right now. I can Let's see hear it. it. Are we sure Pat Mahomes was the MVP of the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, we are. Are we sure? Yeah, because well, only well, I mean, you're I, I base. Go ahead, I'll let you get your take out. What is it? All right, let's say you're Damian Williams's brother, and you're hanging out with him at the Super Bowl party night, and you've both had a couple drinks. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Don't you look at him at some point and say, hey, man, I think he should have won the MVP. You were fucking awesome in that game. Yeah. You were making, you were pulling seven-yard runs out of one-yard runs. You were pulling four-yard runs out of two-yard losses. You were doing everything possible. You were creating plays, creating first downs. You played the best out of anyone on your team. So why aren't you the MVP? Mahomes Mahomes stunk for 48 solid minutes. Mm -hmm. Actually, more than that. He stunk for 52 minutes. So I don't know. Is it, is well, it so? Let's so the quarterback is just going to win every year. I guess is where we are. Yeah, the are quarterbacks you, won nine out of the last thirteen years. I bet that a quarterback would win. It was like minus two twenty five because they've won nine out of thirteen years. And if you look at some of the quarterbacks that won MVP, uh, Eli Warner, Brady won. Like th- there are some of these years um, that the quarterback wasn't good at all. Really wasn't. Had one or two touchdown passes, one or yeah. two interceptions. Certainly under three hundred yards. Uh, you want to give it to Williams? I don't know. He had 66 yards before that 38-yard scamper when they were already up. So um, if that was a pass, you would have said Mahomes was going to win for sure because he'd have three touchdowns. But okay. Um, I, I think I agree with you. I'm glad I'm glad we talked this out. Okay, good. I just wanted to pretend I was Damian Williams' brother at the party. Oh, okay. And what I would have said to him because... <laughs> Are I you think- Damian Williams' brother? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, it's something like that. Um, I think you could have made the case that he was the one chief who outkicked his own coverage the most in this game. I thought he was really good. And I really didn't think, I I thought Mahomes was for him really subpar Mm -hmm. until that final eight minutes. I I actually thought he was like borderline bad. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, he was under throwing dudes. He was bouncing balls. The, the first pick he threw was atrocious. The only um, thing I do is I look at it as like, is there any other quarterback that could come back in the fourth quarter? True. Like and that's did? why he wins. Right. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Damian Williams, though. Maybe they should have a Super Bowl. You really outdid what we thought you could do award. I don't know yeah. what they would call that. Well, if you're going to do that, you have to consider my guy, the belldozer, Blake Bell. Yeah, let's talk him. about that. They were, that was it. The Gary Russell uh, ridiculous special prop of the year. That was it. I had him over one and a half yards on his first reception. He had exactly one reception for nine yards. Thank you, Belldozer. Beautiful. I had, uh, along with my losing Niners bet, I had Debo at 30 to one to win MVP. Mm-hmm. And it actually felt like when they were up 2017, six minutes left, I was one 29 yard Debo reverse away from. Niners winning the Super Bowl, Debo wins MVP. Yeah. Was sitting there. Well, he had, he had almost as many rushing yards as Mostert, right? At 53? Yeah. Mostert, uh, 58? What's your grade for that Super Bowl? Um, I get It's weird because I was, I was bored most of the first quarter and most of the third quarter. But otherwise, I thought it was really, really good. And you Really, know, really good. Really. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought so. Yeah. I, I hated last year's. I give it a B plus. I don't know. It was 24, 20 with almost no time left. All right. So if we're going a, the highest grade you can get as an A plus and the lowest grade you can get as an F minus Rams Pats last year is what? I hated that one. C minus. C minus. That's generous. Yeah, because only because the Chiefs and Saints were so close to making it to that game. And I was like, oh, that would have been a much more entertaining game. You love it because Brady won the Patriots, but. Well, I Why thought, you? Sal, I I felt like it was a classic old school battle. 
between two really <laughs> well coached guys teams. dropping passes all game. I, I would know. say that that Super Bowl was a D or a D minus. Eagles. This one today? No, that that Pats Rams oh. Super Bowl, D or D minus. Okay. Eagles Pats is at least. I mean, it didn't turn out great for Pats fans, but that's at least an A, right? A minus okay, or an good. A. I'm glad you were able to step back a? and admit that. Yeah. Pats Falcons is an A plus. I mean, that's sure. like one of the craziest sporting events of all time. A plus, but boring. Again, boring for, you know, you're just waiting for something to happen. But Broncos, Panthers. I can't really remember anything about that game. I'm going to give that a D. Yeah, I felt like the Broncos were in it. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Panthers were in it without ever being in it. Pat Seahawks, I think, was an A plus. Sure. Yep. That was an, I mean, that's one of the most amazing football games of all time. What are you, how are you doing this? Great ending, entertaining. I'm just saying entertainment value from beginning to end. I'm just saying like, how do you, what, what are the chief components for an A plus entertaining throughout the stars perform and a great ending. Yeah. And and how memorable it was years later. If I just look at it on this pro football reference page, I'm like, Oh my God, remember that game. Mm -hmm. Um, Seahawks Broncos was a a D plus. It was over in five minutes. Hmm. Ravens Niners was really good, except for the giant long blackout. That's also the last Super Bowl I ever attended. That was rough. I was there with you. Yeah, yeah that was a, an A or an A minus, though. That was really exciting, and the ending was great. Mm-hmm. Giants Pats. The second. you know I missed the ending of that because I had to walk out. Jacoby was producing that bit. Remember, oh, that's I, right. I did, I did it for you guys. My idea was to hug the losing team, the fans on the losing team. Yeah, and I swear to God, I didn't see the ending, so I didn't know. I was like, Jacoby, find out who won this game. I gotta. I got to hug one of the fans and make a bit out of this. So, yeah, that was a good one. Giants-Pats, the second one, was not a really good game. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. The first no. one was an unbelievable game. No, I know. That game was not very good. That's like a C+. Mm-hmm. Packers-Steelers, also not a good game. That was like a C-. Mm-hmm. Steelers-Cards, that game was awesome. Really? That was, I think that was an A. We watched that one together. That was also the birth of the Gary Russell marriage. That was it. Great, great ending. Great catch to end the game. Probably uh, my man James Harrison, probably the greatest Super Bowl player of all time. Too. And then uh, Giants-Pats, the first one, was at least an A, just for dra- drama yeah. in the 19-0, and 0, probably an A+. Plus. But then going through the rest of the decade, really the only other great Super Bowl was Pats-Panthers, which was terrible for the first half, but the second mm. half was electric. And then Pats-Rams you know, it was a huge upset. It wasn't the greatest game. It was really fun yeah. to watch, but I have to look at it. It really is like star power and how much you remember, because you're not going to get as good an ending as Rams Titans. True. The guys tackled at the one, but I don't remember that as a good game or a great game. Right. Yeah. So this one today, it had a weird flow to it. It was, it went by really fast. It was almost mm-hmm. like you felt drunk when you were watching. It was like flying by. Yeah. And I think if Jimmy G had been able to score on that last drive, let's say he hits Sanders and they right. and they go ahead by three, and then Mahomes comes back down and wins the game in the last yeah, two minutes. A, a plus. Then now it's an A plus. Mm-hmm. But the Niners really rolling over. I felt like that's the thing I'm going to remember most about this game. What do you have for the? Uh, you know, we should talk about great calls. Last year, Crown Royal launched the first off-field water break to encourage fans of the game to moderate and hydrate to stay in the game, whether you're watching in the stadium, watching at home, or in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some crown. Don't be that person that ruins it for everyone. Make the right call and take a water break. So, Sal, who made the right call this week or mm. not? Well, this is going to be uh, a little patting myself on the back a little bit here, but I did a I did a pregame show for Fox. I did a bit, a comedy bit, 
And my idea was to get a coach to get revenge on a player who dumped Gatorade on him. So immediately I thought Jimmy Johnson, because he's part of the Fox crew, he could do it. And we pair him up with this guy, Jimmy Jones, which is confusing to everyone because it sounds too much like Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. They're like, what? You want Jerry Jones? I was like, no, I want Jimmy Jones, a defensive tackle. It's been out of the league forever. No one could find this Jimmy Jones. They try. He's like a fisherman in Texas. But even with that, nobody can find him. So I throw out pairs of uh, coaches and players that have dumped Gatorade on the coaches. And we're down to nothing. But we find out Sean Payton is going to be in Miami. And so I look it up. And the guy who dumped on him is a guy named Bobby McRae. Um, and he did it. And he lives out here in California. In fact, he was commenting. He was like close by the uh, Kobe uh, crash. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, crap. Jesus. Uh, all right. So he's on Twitter. He follows my cousin, Jimmy. Uh, there's a chef that they both like in common. Um, I get a hold of him. He's like, I'll do it. I'll come out to Miami. I, I used to live in Miami. All, all my friends are out there. It's like, great. So now I have to get Sean Payton. Um, we have trouble getting Sean Payton booked. Wednesday night is the Fox party. It's a great room. Everybody, you would lose your mind, Simmons. All Hall of Famers in there. Gronk's there. A-Rod, uh, Bradshaw, Buck, all of them, Aikman, obviously all those guys. Uh, so I crash it. I don't really belong there, but I crash it. And uh, Sean Payton walks in about 10 o'clock and I need to approach him. I have to go ask him. They're like, it's going to be better if you just ask him if he'll do this. So I, uh, I wait. He's talking. To, he's actually talking to Gronk and Jimmy Johnson first. So I can't get in there. Then he's talking to Bradshaw and he's talking to uh, Howie. So I'm like, I'm not getting in there. I'm like, geez, I'm just never going to get a shot. You know, so he spins away from a conversation at one point, like says something to his wife. And that's when I make my move. I go in there. I'm like, Coach Payton, my name is Sal. I do a, a pregame bet on Fox. Here's my idea. You could tell me to go to hell if you want. And I tell him the idea. And he's like, I love that fucking idea. And I'm doing it. You just tell me. Tell me when and where to be. And I'll do it. And uh, we did it. Good job by you, Sean Payton. Thank you. And it came out. Um, he, he got retribution. Poured Gatorade over Bobby McRae's head and then poured it on me, which I didn't really deserve it because I picked 49ers 28-24. But that's that. So now we like Sean Payton on this podcast. I like Sean Payton. Yeah. That's he should have been good. Cowboys coach anyway. That's good. I think I think that's good enough to carry the the great call of the week. Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break and moderate to stay in the game. I was going to say my great call or not of the week was yet again, I fucked up a hedge. The hedge. <laughs> like when... I don't know how far you in on your on your gambling book, but I just hope I'm prominently involved in the hedge chapter. I've screwed it up every time, including today, twice, not doing it before the game and then not doing it up 2010 with 12 minutes left when I could have at least grabbed the plus 165 or plus mm -hmm. 170, whatever it was, and just gotten out of there with the Chiefs and broken even. But no, no, I didn't do it that way. There's just, this is going to sound douchey, but when you when you're not hurting for money, it's such an ego thing. So why would you bet the Chiefs if the Niners are up 10? You're like, no, nah, I picked the right game. I'm good. I'm good at gambling, and I don't need this money. And then it almost always bites you in the ass. Well, the good news is I won all the money back. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't tell you this, but I made this bet with you. It's not on your phone. I erased it after. Oh, let me see. What? Um, I bet that Donald Trump would get the state wrong that Kansas City was in <laughs> in his congratulatory tweet. And he did. He thought he's, he, he thought they represented the state of Kansas really well. <laughs>
I wonder, is he going to comment on it? I know he deleted the tweet, but he should comment. He'll, he'll make it right, right? We have a president who is just like us. That should be his new thing. It should be his 2020 campaign should be, I'm just yeah. like you. I'm as much of a moron as you are. I also make dumb tweets and then delete them and hope nobody noticed that I did a really stupid thing in the tweet. I'm just well, like I don't you. even know why Vote he deletes again. him at this point. If you're president of the United States, like, oh, oh shit, what if someone sees this? I, I may not be able to run for president. No, no, you are the president. You're fine. Just keep everything up there. <laughs> the great the great state of Kansas. <laughs> and congratulations to Washington, D.C. and everyone in the state of Washington. Oh, man, oh, he's man. never going to live that one down. No. It's really matter. great. That was awesome. Uh, let's talk about the halftime show. Yeah, I was uh, I was tabulating my many uh, losing bets. I didn't I didn't see a lot of it, but oh no, oh you missed an all timer. Uh, tell me what happened. Hey, Shakira and J Lo, they just they brought the heat. Right. It was really good. It, it, Who won? Who would you say won? I think I scored at Shakira one fifteen one twelve. Really? Wow. Yeah. I thought it was a 10-8 round when they did the uh when they turned their backs and shook their butts together. I thought mm -hmm. that was like a knockout of J Lo. I don't think anyone saw that coming. You just figure in a in a butt off, mm -hmm. in a butt shake off, you just think J Lo's gonna be running away with that. But no. There were odds for cleavage and odds for butt cleavage, and there were separate there were separate bets. So my son actually I'll say I'll save I'll save it for parent corner. Sounds story, like a parent corner. A story about my son. Yeah, I it was a really good, uh, really really good halftime show, and of course because of the recency bias culture we're in, it immediately spurred a debate about whether it was the whether it was the best one ever or not. And mm -hmm. um, the Prince one is, is to to knock that one out. You're going to really have to do something. It's tough, yeah. and they did a nice job with it. But I think that's what the Super Bowl halftime show should be. It should just be. A montage, no song lasts for longer than a minute. There's just mm -hmm. incredible dance numbers and ass shaking. And I think we're good. I think, th <laughs> I think, think that's so? where we need to be. I don't think we need rock bands anymore. Right. Can you pitch that to Roger Goodell or you think it just has to happen uh, naturally? Roger Goodell. <laughs> I don't think it happens. Yeah, I like everything quick. I like the medleys. I like the short anthem. It came in under, um, under two minutes and four seconds, which I believe was the over-under. It was like 149. So we talk about the MVPs of the season, other than Mahomes. Lamar wins the unanimous MVP award, but mm -hmm. Mahomes now has the conch as the guy, the best guy in the league. He's got the Lord of the Flies conch. Right. Um, the other MVP of, of this season was Ryan Fitzpatrick for the, for the Jenga stack that he knocked down and basically reordered the playoffs. And the Chiefs only had to play three games instead of four. Mm -hmm. The Pats go out early. All of it goes through. It's just like every single break went the Chiefs' way, starting around mid-December, which is funny because when Mahomes he he's hurt and then he does that QB sneak and his kneecap pops out of right. his knee, and there's a five-second stretch there where it's like, oh, Mahomes is out for the year. Yep. And then who the hell knows what's going to happen? Well, similarly, Tannehill, who won Comeback Player of the Year last night at that awards ceremony, uh, ceremony, he's another one. Another Jenga, Jenga player. Yeah. Did the whole thing. But we should talk about a couple of those. Kyla Murray, Offensive Rookie of the Year. We have to remember to bet these because it just seems like the quarterback that's going to drop back more wins. Yeah, him, him winning over Josh Jacobs. I was, I had, I was kind I had of money on Josh by. Jacobs, so I'm, I'm probably a little sore. But I also thought uh, Brown on Tennessee had a, had a good end of a year. Maybe could have won it. But 
And then coach of the year was rough. Tomlin didn't get it. Harbaugh did get it. People were bummed Shanahan didn't get it. But I think he has bigger things to worry about. Yeah. Um, what what grade would you give this football season? The I mean, whole season? Yeah, because for you, like, the Patriots might have been finally stabbed in the heart and might be done. Right. It, it is possible. So for that alone, it's a huge win for you. You finally get rid of the Pats after two decades. Right. That's pretty good. You got rid I of also Jason give it a, You got I, rid of I Jason think I Garrett. I also give it a B plus. You got rid of Jason Garrett. Garrett's gone. Uh no like anthem crap, you know. Um concussion talk was to a minimum. Right. It was a po- it was a positive season. Um it got off to a rocky start there, I will say, with the Andrew Luck stuff. But then Antonio Brown kept us uh kept us entertained almost throughout the whole year, right? <laughs> that was terrific. <laughs> what, what am I missing? Strong what, what way to put it. Good? Uh, yeah, well, the Lamar fantasy stuff Lamar was, was really amazing. fun. He was fun to watch. There was some, there was some good. Baker failing was great. Yeah. The, the Browns, Browns just being bad was great. That was fun. The Eli Manning, um, yeah. Coming back and then ending up exactly 500. Isn't that where right. he ended? He was 117 and 117. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, uh, I, I didn't think, I actually didn't think the playoffs were that great. You know, the the conference championship weekend um, pretty much had a fun hour out of the seven, and that was about it. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I think going forward, if you do you want to do the odds now for next year? We were year? close to getting Texans Titans for an AFC championship game. That'll put, put a huge uh, damper on it. But yeah, that would have been hilarious. do the Super Bowl 55 odds. Yeah. So six to, so the Chiefs are the favorites at six to one. That seems high. Usually the favorite is like, Right. Three to one, right? Were you surprised by that? Yeah, I think it's like nine to two. But um, and I'm looking at the others. I don't want to spoil my pick, but I, I was talking to Brother Brian, the against all odds guys. Why not just take the Chiefs year after year until they win again? Like yeah. if you're gonna get six to one, you keep getting six to one. I think they'll be there one out of the next three years or two out of the next three years, they'll be in the big game, won't they? Well, you figure they really could have two in a row. Sure. They're they're a D Ford offsides away. Poor D Ford, by the way, gets double loss for oh, man. back to back. Ravens were seven to one. Niners mm-hmm. eight to one. Saints eleven to one. Pats fourteen to one. Steelers fifteen to one. Packers eighteen to one. Cowboys eighteen to one. Seahawks twenty two to one. Eagles, Rams, Browns, Vikings, all twenty five to one. Let's stop there for a second. I was okay with almost every number you just threw out there. Why are the Browns on, just, on par with the Rams? The Eagles and the Vikings. Explain that to me. Ahead I, of the Texans, it should and be the Bears. It should be the Browns are twenty five to one to win eleven games. Would mm-hmm. be a much smarter bet. Yeah, yeah, going through all these, the one that I was surprised by was Titans thirty to one. I thought that they would actually be higher up the list because I do. I do think they have the good foundation of something. They have some cap space. They either they're going to bring Tannehill back or go get another quarterback or whatever, but. Either way, they're going to be uh, gaining cap space just for whatever they do with their quarterback. Yeah, and they have—I don't—I don't know. I was surprised by that one. I thought they got their feet wet this year, and they're in better shape. They were fun, year. but I don't know. Aren't they stayaways? They're stayaway Chargers, Pats. I think they're all three are stayaways. Do you find out what's going on in with the, the Brady with the quarterback thing. situation? Now I'm hearing like uh, Stafford might be on the like they they might. I don't know how you trade that salary, but can you imagine he ends up on one of those teams we just mentioned. Jesus. Well, speaking of the chargers, 
they snuck this one this weekend. Anthony Lynn is back, multi-year extension. Yeah, that's right. We get to bet against him again. I was I was happy about that. <laughs> Thanks for bringing him back. Yeah, Brady. Uh, Brady did that weird Instagram post on Thursday, and uh, I may or may not have taped a new opening for the podcast on Thursday that then Kyle and I talked ourselves out of because we didn't want to overreact, but. What was um, it going to be? What, you, oh, you were upset? Well, we didn't know if he was like doing the creating a drama thing. And then it became clear it was like tied to a Super Bowl commercial. Right. So it was yeah. it was a good stay away for us. But, <laughs> you know, he's going to be leveraging all these teams against each other. My dad is convinced that they're going to sign him for $30 million a year for two years. And then the new media deal will come in and they'll be able to, you know, put a third and fourth year that are voidable that then the contract just gets dragged out for 10 years and... Smart man, Doctor Bill. Well, what what what's the alternative? He's going to go to the Chargers and complete with the compete with the team, uh, the, the Chiefs in the division twice a year. Team that could win like 14, 15 games, maybe. I guess the alternatives are Titans, Chargers, Bears, Raiders. I don't know. I said to Kyle, like, are we sure we shouldn't just let him go and sign Teddy Bridgewater for like three years, thirty? And Kyle's like, no, stop, no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Got very upset at me. Then went outside and spoke the cigarette outside our office. It's so Kyle, he doesn't mean it. You know he doesn't mean it. No, he was upset. He didn't like that idea at all. Yeah. He's Kyle is ready to ride Tom Brady like a beaten down car with 230,000 miles on it and just try to go cross country with him a couple more times. Let me ask you this. It, has an organization ever owed a player more than the Patriots owe Tom Brady? Just from that respect. I, maybe it's not a good business uh, deal when the money shakes out, but. Well, I would argue maybe they've taken care of him in a couple of ways that maybe are outside the salary cap. I don't know what that means. Orchids of Asia? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> He's taken care of? Did you see uh, the NFL 100 today? I thought it was really cool. and also made me feel really old because like they're showing some yeah. of the guys from the 70s. And, and I'm just like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm 50. I guess it makes sense that Ted Hendricks mm -hmm. looks like he's 80 because he was playing when I was five years old. But uh, it was really cool to see uh, all the different guys together. Shout out to Hawk Hanna, by the way, the first great Patriot who was out there. But yeah. when they had all the quarterbacks, I just had a lot of emotions. I wish that could have lasted 10 minutes just looking at that group and, you mm -hmm. know, Manning and Montana and Elway and Brady. And then thinking like it had to kill Bradshaw, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. Because at halftime, they went to Bradshaw and he for, wasn't holding his mic and forgot he had his mic. And then I, I think he was rattled for the rest of the day. He couldn't believe that he wasn't out there. Couldn't they have right. just invited him out there even if he wasn't in the hundred? Yeah, they could He's have. at the there. game. Yeah. I think I get sad from the whole thing. I mean, you think Bradshaw got sad? I, I look at Earl Campbell who can't move. He's like sitting in a chair, but he's got a cane. It's like, oh, this was one of the greats. I show yeah. highlights to my 15-year-old, my son. Wait, hold on. Dumb printer's going. Who the hell's doing this? Someone's printing from upstairs. Uh, sorry about We might have to leave this in the pot. All right, this is good. This is it. <laughs> Maybe this is Brady's contract coming over. Oh, my God. Is it for two years, 62 million with two voidable years? <laughs> That's exactly years? right. Uh, yeah, Earl Campbell. Like, you get you show highlights of his shirt getting ripped off and everything. And it's like now this guy just gets a smile and sit with a cane by his side. Um. While you fix your printer, we're going to take a break. And then uh, I want to hear stories from Miami and then we'll do Parent Corner and wrap it up. Let's take a break to talk about our old friend Stamps.com. Postage rates went up again. Thankfully, Stamps.com eases the pain with big discounts off post office retail rates. 
You save five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off shipping rates, the kind of savings that really add up, especially for small businesses. And it's completely online, so it saves you time and money. Anything you do at the post office, you can do at stamps.com. You can print official U.S. postage 24-7, any letter, package, class mail, anywhere. Just drop it in a mailbox when you're done. Stamps.com, you get discounted postage rates as well that you can't get at the post office. A fraction of the cost of those expensive postage. Meters, no equipment, at least no long-term commitments. Right now, listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, and I mean my listeners, plus free postage and digital scale without any long-term commitment. All you have to do is go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in BS, stamps.com, enter BS. Meanwhile, let's talk about Sales Genie, a product of Info Group. If you're in sales, marketing, or own your own business, listen up. For nearly 50 years, Info Group has helped professionals succeed just like you. We all know the number one reason salespeople and businesses fall in general. It's because they're challenged in finding new customers. I'm here to tell you, all you need is the right audience to call on or market to. Sales Genie, the proven way to find, acquire, and retain customers. Now, Sales Genie can't make you pick up the phone. I know. They can't make you bring your new next customer to your doorstep. but they will provide you all the B2B and B2C audiences for prospecting, whether it's calling, direct mail, email, or display advertising. And if you're serious about finding your next customer and growing your business, give Sales Genie a call for your free 14-day trial. Call 866-574-5442 or just go to salesgenie.com slash bill, S-A-L-E-S-G-E-N-I-E.com slash bill. So, I just looked at Twitter while we were taking that, uh, waiting for your printer to stop. Mm-hmm. The XFL did a tweet. Now it's our turn. Wow. So how do you handle the XFL? I have a couple questions. One, are you going to be wagering on it? Two, are you going to be talking about it on Lock It In? And three, which one of your friends is most likely to really kind of get into the XFL and start to think of himself as something of a gambling expert on it. Well, that that's Harry for sure. That's our, our friend I figured. Harry. Yeah. He goes crazy. Harry who like, you know, was had a 10 minute analysis on the podcast on why, um, what's her name was going to, was going to hold the word brave for more than for under five and a half seconds. And she held it with Demi Lovato for like 11 seconds. Oh, Jesus. So you know, he's going to, he's, he's going to uh, pound the XFL. Yes, we're going to have to talk about it on Lock It In because Fox runs the games. I had dinner with Joel Klatt, who will do the games. Um, and yeah, they're all in, Fox, on this. Uh, but I think I think what happens is you miss football, right? This is what happened last year. You miss football, and you kind of pay attention to the first two weeks of, the, of this, and then it fizzles out, right? And yeah. it's like, all right, I can't. I don't know the players. What am I going to do? I can't do it. We may have to learn the players to, to discuss it for you know 10 minutes as a segment, but what are, what are you going to do with it? I'm going to just listen to, I know Harry's going to watch every game and I'm just going to listen to what he tells us to do. <laughs> and go the other way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all his advice and flip it the other way. Give us uh Miami stories. He, when was the last time you spent an entire week at a Super Bowl? I was, um, Houston. It was with you. Yeah. yeah. Right. It had to be with you in Houston. Yeah. Uh, I've been in Miami two days of my life before this week. That was for the Denver game, Denver, Atlanta, right? Super yeah. Bowl. Um, I like it a lot. I really do. Uh, the, the the whole town, I, I think it was like 30%, maybe more miserable 
in LA with the Kobe stuff. So we got yeah. off to a, a, every show on FS1 had to memorialize Kobe. And, you know, of, of course they should have, but it was, it was a bummer to pick that up. And media day was that night. Um, Guillermo didn't even do it for Kimmel. Didn't even do it. They flew back. Uh, but after that, it, it was good. I, li- I like my, have you been to Miami? Yeah. Bunch of times. Yeah. Food's great. The nightlife's great. I told you about that Fox party, which was a, a great room. Um, what else do I want to say? I can't even think. Lots of Chiefs fans. Lots of Chiefs fans. And as the week grew on, it was, it, it was like 50-50. And then it was probably 80-20 by the time I left uh, late Saturday night. Here's the highlight. Uh, I got pink eye for a day. I pulled a Bob Costas. You did? I don't know what happened. I was rubbing my eye. And then I was like, oh, I have a hair stuck in it. And like the medic on staff was like draining it. I had like thorough draining of my eye like three times on Wednesday. And I still had, it was still bad. And they gave me a, an antibiotic and it took like two days to get rid of it. And within those two days, we shot a bit with Joe Buck where uh, Rachel Bonetta and I pay him money to wear a green tie with crabs on it instead of the purple tie that he was planning on wearing. Like the idea being that that was one of the props that you could bet on. It actually was. You could bet on Joe Buck's tie. Uh, which ended up being gray with stripes. And I was like, holy shit. I was thinking about it. what happens if I give Joe Buck pink eye? Oh, yeah, you should have. She what just, are they? <laughs> she's just giving it to him. <laughs> what What do they do? First of all, I pro- I'm probably fired if it gets back that I did it, right? With all these viruses going back. But I, yeah, I think if you had done that, that would have been a national story. Yeah. I feel like that would have trended on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I think like they would have talked about it on The View. Let's talk about what happened at Fox this week. Cousin yeah. Sal. It would have been my greatest prank ever, right? It might have cost me a, a employment, but it, it couldn't have been better than that. Because Costas, both eyes were pink. Like, did they just not? Where was he? Did they just not have antibiotics? Yeah, they didn't have antibiotics. And it, let's be honest. I think, can't you only get pink eye from some sort of sex fluid thing? I thought that was the only way to get what? it. What? I don't know. Is Sex that, fluid. So there, there was, did you have a fluid injury? Was there a fluid mishap? No, I heard like if you fart on a pillow or yeah, something, you could get stuff. it, which is much more likely. No, I was, I was trying to open the door of that. You had a sex oh, mishap. I see. I got but it. fecal mishap is much more fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. And much yeah. more realistic. Right. That's my thing. So that was a highlight right there. Had it for two days. <laughs> so your highlight was pink eye. <laughs> what were the highlights from uh, from Corolla's house today? By the way, as soon as you told me Corolla bet on the Niners, I should have abandoned ship and put everything on the Chiefs. What? Am, why? This is the greatest gambling advantage we have is Adam Corolla. And every year we don't do anything about it. You should be right. releasing the Adam Corolla Super Bowl pick the same way Stu Finer was releasing Sports Advisor picks in the 1990s. You're right. I screwed up. Yeah. He has a great record to go again. We a great record. He's got a great non-record. I a know. Great losing record. You have to fade him. What I'll I- have to say, the highlight is uh, our friend Daniel, who's very aggressive, very persistent, does this pool. And like, you know, like I'm, I'm writing down props up until the very last minute. So I was like, Daniel, if you want to run the pool, the squares pool, it's fine. He's like, all right, $20, $20 a pot. I'm like, no, nah, let's do $10. Look around the room. A bunch of idiots. There's not a thousand dollars. There's not two thousand dollars in this room. We have to do ten times a hundred. We have to do a thousand. All right. So I, I'm in for ten. Daniel's in for ten. Uh, kickoffs at three thirty. It's three fifteen. We have fifty boxes full, and Adam doesn't want to buy squares. And Daniel's like, Adam, this is your party. You have to buy squares. So um, we end up fronting him cash, and he buys squares. And everything. 
And then Daniel and I have to bet more. So, but when it's time to assign the numbers, we finally get this grid full. He takes my son and his son to the corner and has them like yelling out numbers. And like, I'm like, all right, I don't even pay attention because I'm doing something else. He comes back with the numbers full. Guess who has zero, zero and three, zero? Daniel. And he wins the first three quarters. So he's, zero, zero and three, zero. So it's like when Monopoly, when somebody, when somebody's the bank and they just end up having yeah. $20,000. I was like, oh, that's convenient. I was like, hey, talk to your son. I was like, what are you talking? He's like, I never win these. I was like, yeah, that's what happened. You got in your car today. You said, I never win these. This year, I'm going to win. Let me figure it out. I don't think he cheated, but he cheated. It sounds like you think he cheated. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just uh, these squares pools. I'm done with the squares pools because I end up buying like 30% of them. And Jimmy wasn't there, so he couldn't help. Was there any uh, Brad Mulcahy highlights or no? Brad was crazy. He might have gotten into an argument with my father. Um, oh, no. You know, or, or <laughs> having something to do with Fox News. Brad doesn't like him as much as my dad does. And uh, I don't know. Some words work. I'm, I'm going to have to make nice there and figure that out. Uh -huh. He's out of his mind. He told me a story how the government, you know, he claims nine dependents for like a dozen years. Yeah. Um, he told me the government called... <laughs> called Jimmy Kimmel live and told him he can no longer claim nine dependents. He puts down zero. So I didn't even know they could do that. He doesn't have any kids in it or a spouse. No, he could claim that nine people can claim his as, as a dependent. Oh, I, I think that's different. He's in his late forties. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting there. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's do paracorder. What do you all got? Right. Well, there's, I mean, this is uh, that you heard that printing in the background. Um, First of all, a couple of things. Our friend Dave Damashek, and you do, did a good job. You brought us together. Me, you, Dave Damashek, Kevin Hench. We've all been friends for years, but you put us all on a nice text chain. You called Cold Pizza because it was an ESPN2 show we worked on for a couple of months, maybe less, yeah. uh, before they, they thought better of it. But um, Cold Pizza text chain. Damashek's a big Steelers fan. Um, big uniform guy. So Damashek... Uh, keeps us hostage during the game and goes over every Super Bowl and the color matchup and how which Super Bowl, which uniform would have been better if uh, if they went with the current or older. I mean, he's got this down to like the, the, the helmet and the top of the helmet and the socks and everything. Honestly, we heard about everyone, one through 53. So my oldest son is like, he's like also like, what the hell is going on? But also like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. The other thing is, He's talking to my middle son, who has now become obsessed with Pittsburgh uh, sports. My 12-year-old. Yeah. He likes Heinz ketchup. So he likes Heinz Field. So he likes the Steelers. And now I get printing out, which was, I'm looking at it right now, Steelers-Eagles rivalry since the 1940s or whatever. And I'm, this is like nine pages of this crap I'm looking at. He wants to go to Pittsburgh. Damashek's like, you, you, this is exactly what you deserve, Sal. You're a Cowboys fan for no reason. You deserve a Steelers uh, fan for a son. So he's talk there are talks that he's going to take my 12-year-old to Pittsburgh on a trip. They're going to see the factory, and then they're going to walk over to the field. <laughs> I don't That's even know it. what to say. It's just craziness ahead, uh, around me all So the time. your son has become really a professional troll in your life. Yeah, he really he's, has. He's, he's pulling a Costanza on all the things you like, like your other children, your favorite teams. Exactly. Yeah. What else is there? <laughs> he's going to start a site in a couple of years making fun of your Fox bits. Yeah. He's going to rip down all my Debbie Gibson posters. Who knows what's next? 
Well, I have a couple with my son. One was that after the he had he had a Super Bowl party, he had two kids over, and they hung out in the back house and played video games and watched the Super Bowl. And at the end of the halftime show, which was let's just say it was provocative, he came running into the house and said, <laughs> That was not child appropriate, but was delighted. <laughs> delighted by it. So we were like, did you just go through puberty? And he got mad and ran off. Um, that, that was, that was one story. The, uh, the, my son is becoming an Instagram RIP guy. So What's he that? does, you know, you do the Instagram stories mm -hmm. and, uh, and anytime somebody dies, huh. he does these pictures with some sort of, some sort of, uh, you know, note for the person that's dead. And mm -hmm. it started, I think it was, um, it was a rapper who died like a year ago and he did this thing and it's Nipsey Hussle. No, it was, it was even, yeah, it might've been Nipsey Hussle. And he did now you walk with the angels, but he spelled right. angels wrong. He spelled it angles. Yeah. So it was like, now you walk with the angles. <laughs> so we made fun of him for like six, six hours and he nice. got really mad and threw a tantrum. But he's really into these Instagram RIP thing. And this is, I realized this is how that generation now kind of dissects and experiences death, right? Where well, and like, also it's guaranteed to get likes, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the safest post you can put. So now he took it um, another step. He's now doing anniversaries of when people died for his Instagram things. Oh, wow. There was that rapper uh, XXXTension. How do you say his name, Kyle? Did I'm I say not, right? I'm not sure. I know it's the, the XXX. Yeah, XXX, who he really liked. It was the one-year anniversary of when he died, and Ben decided to do the one-year anniversary thing. So I don't know where this goes, Sal. I don't know whether wow. he's going to become well, I know the where Grim it goes Reaper. Now. Maybe, maybe he should start predicting when people will die. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. Sorry, Betty White. You have till November. Well, that was another... Uh, we watched this horror movie this weekend called Countdown where uh, it's this, you download this app on your phone and it tells you when you're going to die. And then a couple people had, you know, you're going to die in two hours and 15 minutes. And then they actually would. And Ben immediately knew every beat of this movie and was telling, oh, I can write movies like this. And, and is really convinced he can write a horror movie now. Um, and I actually think he could, because have you seen some of these horror movies, Kyle? Like they're that bad. They're ba this is this was an entire horror movie built around an app that tells you when you die. And it was it was that was it. That was the entire movie. And then guess what? They got rid of the app on the phone at the end. It's like these horror <laughs> movies aren't even trying anymore. I think he's right. I think he actually could write a horror movie. Um, <laughs> so that's second. And then the third one is um my my uh, my cousin Pete is working for this company called pocket watch that makes all these child videos, um, mm -hmm. you know, like YouTube videos and all kinds of like really creative stuff. And Ben has decided he wants to have a movie review show and he wanted to do it at the ringer. And I asked him what the name of the show should be. And he said, I want to call it rotten tomatoes. <laughs> and I said, you can't call it rotten tomatoes that they already <laughs> own that name. And he's like, all right, well, I'll call it something else. Maybe I'll just call it tomatoes. I'm like, all right, great, great start. <laughs> Spoiled what gonna, tomatoes. What are you going to do on your show? And he said, um, I'm just going to review movies and give my takes. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, who, 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 that's it? That's your idea? He's like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm going to develop that with Pete. So keep keep your eye out for uh, tomatoes. If you think well, we you should... know what? I, I don't know if it's a coincidence that you're dealing with tomatoes and my kid's dealing with Heinz ketchup, but maybe they can <laughs> join forces here. Maybe it could be a split screen where uh, yeah. Jack talks about Pittsburgh and my son reviews movies. I love it. So yeah, yeah keep an eye on tomatoes in, in development right now for Ringer Films. There We're you working go. on it. That's great. What do you have to plug? What happens with Lock It In? I don't know. Lock It In, you know, uh, Monday through Friday, FS1, 4.30 to 5.30. We're going to talk basketball now. I, I can't stand Simmons, you got to talk me out of this depression because I don't I don't love basketball. I don't love betting it. It seems like every night, the way I bet it is stupid, but every night a double-digit favorite loses. I had, who did I have? I had some stupid team last week. Oh, and I had the Clippers. I needed them to finish a three-team money line parlay. Kawhi sits before the game, his back hurts, and they get killed by I Sacramento. I went to that game. Oh, you were there, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. When you were there, at the, what the hell? I, I hate that. Then the other day, you're like, oh, we, we got to bet. We got to bet. You should bet against the Celtics. I was like, all right, I will. Philadelphia, they're not going to lose to Philadelphia. I'm like, all right, I'll bet against them. I bet Philadelphia. Like, whoops, I didn't know Embiid was playing. Yes, yeah, Embiid you, you screws didn't know up. You didn't know their best player was playing? I thought that's he was bad. out for another month. You're like, you know, they're terrible with him. And I'm like, you know, this is ridiculous. The best player, they're terrible with their best player. And then I look, they're like, oh, yeah, he's one for 11 to start the game. So you know, I, 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 teach me about basketball. Why? I'm going to teach you right now. Watching right now. I'm teaching right now. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. Go ahead. So I had an epiphany because I went to that Clippers Kings game hmm. and the Kings came out and they just shot threes. Not that every other team does do that, but they really did. They were just chucking up threes and they were going in. And they're up 20, and then it just became clear in the second quarter they're going to win because their threes were going in. And they were like, I don't, I don't know what the line was before people found out Kawhi wasn't playing, but it was at least double digits. Mm. Then you watch the Portland Lakers game the next day, uh. the uh, the the emotional Kobe day, and it was awesome, the, the, everything the Lakers did. But then the game starts. Except, except if you had them to win like I did. Yeah. Right. So the Portland's a 13-point underdog. Here's my thing. I'm not sure any team that makes threes should ever be getting like more than eight points because right. it's so haphazard. The difference between if you're going to take 43 threes in a game, 44, if you're gonna, whatever, mm. and you go 20 for 44 versus you go 14 for 44, that's a difference of 18 points. So yeah, and you already just, got 60 if you make 20. And yeah, then it's just yeah. like it, it just becomes about did you make six more threes than you usually would? And at that point, that could be any team in the league. So I would like, my advice would be, I would never do a parlay with basketball ever. Right. And it would seem like there's some market inefficiency with the heavy underdogs. All right. Well, I mean, Dame Lillard, you're nuts to just bet against them anyway right now. So yeah, Portland for sure. There, there are teams that they're well, not we have, good at the win. We have some NBA All-Star stuff. Maybe I can pop on lock, uh, the against, against all odds. Against all odds. Yeah, we can. All right, um, do that. This week, we're shifting gears. I think I'm going to have Rachel Bennett on, my co-host from uh, Lock It In, and we're going to talk Oscar odds. We go, we always make money with the Oscars. So well, here's the sad thing. I talked to Sean Fennessy about this, and then I watched the Super Bowl with Wesley Morris today, and he confirmed. Apparently, it's going to go chalk this year. Like, they're adamant about it. Why is that sad? Well, because there's no there's no real odds. You can, There's no value. Oh, I see. Oh, like, I see. They're all runaways. Yeah. Um, they, right. if you go through, like, they just think like 1917 is going to win. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is going to win. Um, Renee Zellweger is going to win. Brad Pitt's going to win. 
And then I forget who's winning best supporting. Well, actress. supporting actor or supporting actresses always seems to be an upset, right? Apparently, Fantasy can, is going to talk about this on the Big Picture podcast this week. But apparently, the it's almost like what's happened with um, MVP voting and stuff in the different sports that we had, you know, like NBA, MLB, where the consensus of thought now there's no wild card picks. Everybody just does the same thing because they don't want to look like a dumbass. So right. you get into like the Oscar best picture or whatever. And you're just like, Oh, I guess I'll take that. I don't think it was 1917, but it's going to win. I might as well just vote for that. Well, I guarantee you I'm going to have this XFL. I'm going to be parling, uh, you know, the South Carolina snipers with the freaking two popes or something. So is that ready. their name's not the South Carolina snipers, is it? It isn't. What did I, what am I looking at here? No, is that, I'm, I'm asking you, is that really their name? I think so. They named their team the Snipers? Am I looking at the wrong league here? Atlanta Furious? Or maybe I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. The South Carolina Snipers? <laughs> tough, I don't know. I tough know jersey this. hat game. <laughs> I'm going to be. Uh, <laughs> Just wearing a Snipers hat. That sounds, uh, <laughs> sounds kind of crazy. I'll in three days on this. So we have. No, I'm you, wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> all right so, you know i meant the orlando rage come on you have the the dallas renegades houston roughnecks los angeles wildcats seattle dragons dc defenders new york guardians st louis battlehawks and tampa bay tampa bay vipers there's no pittsburgh team for my son my middle son to root for that's terrible well we do have the wildcats playing in carson okay let's not let's go <laughs> uh, all right i agree let's not go uh all right cuz it was another great season for us that was oh man one, two, is it three. over that was our 13th season doing podcasts about football all the way through the super bowl it was a pleasure as always i look forward to losing more money with you in the off season and as always good job by you we did it pal good job by you too all right thanks to the cuz for an awesome football season Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Thanks to Norton Secure VPN. If you aren't camouflaging your Wi-Fi connection, you may be a target for a cyber criminal. That's why you need Norton Secure VPN. Use it with your PC, Mac, or mobile device. Get Norton Secure VPN and browse privately. Secure your connections today. Go over to norton.com slash VPN Simmons. Protection starts at $3.33 a month for the first year with annual enrollment. Norton.com slash VPN Simmons. Terms apply. I'll see you a bunch more times this week in the podcast world. Book of Basketball, rewatchables, two more on this feed, including a very special trade deadline episode with Ryan Rosillo. We did this last year. We start taping basically 45 minutes before the trade deadline. Keep going. As soon as we're done, we put it right up so you have it on Thursday afternoon. Until then, 